0: the center of everyone's being there is abundance and a well of love welcome and hello this is the thriving intuitive podcast formerly known as unlock your destiny i am your host raven scott a certified meditation teacher author and destiny coach
1: and love
0: is the main source of energy and money and abundance and freedom. The topic that has come up over and over again in my life and the lives of other heart-centered entrepreneurs is abundance and it brings me back to review an earth-shattering book that I read right before we bought our house called, It's Not Your Money, How to Live Fully from Divine Abundance by Tasha Silver. And I feel called to host this eight-week immersive experience. We started it last Tuesday, every Tuesday we meet. Would you like to join us in this experience? It will be part of this membership that you either have signed up or are thinking about signing up It's $25 a month. So even if you just joined for the immersive experience, that is a $50 experience and that will shake your blocks with abundance by providing you a beautiful abundance prayer. We're reading every day, Five Divine Steps to Attracting Abundance deepening into your trust of the universe and energetically clearing the obstacles that hinder abundance from flowing your way we're going to be tending to your forgotten inner child we're going to learn the deep secret to divine flow and embrace the practice to let the divine lead as the path is not straight and narrow on your way to abundance so are you in if it's a yes Go ahead and sign up for the membership, The Thriving Intuitive at thrivingintuitive.com forward slash membership. If you wish to align your efforts with your soul's purpose, tune into the cosmos, gain healing tools and attracting your abundance, sign up for The Thriving Intuitive membership today. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to be here on The Thriving Intuitive podcast. Amanda, how are you?
1: Yeah, sure. You're welcome. And thank you for having me. I'm doing good. How are you? Good. I am doing well. Um, As you can see visually, it's a very dark day
0: over here. We have clouds and a little bit of rain in California, which is exciting. So I just maybe have poor lighting in my house. Yours looks so bright.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's actually not. That's what I was looking. Yeah. It's a storm all day today here in Pennsylvania, but it hasn't rained yet? I don't know. I've been in my bubble, so I don't know. It could be raining. Aww, it, could, it could be <laughs> raining right now and you would never yeah. know it.
0: I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm going to share um, a little bit about you and then we're going to dive into our topic today. You guys, we're talking today about stopping the toxic thoughts and toxic patterns that we can so easily unconsciously slip into. So I'm really excited to dive into our topic today. But first I want to share with you about Amanda. Amanda is on a mission to inspire and motivate those who have a difficult past to realize that they are stronger than they think and can have the life that they want and deserve. She wants to help them rise above the labels of society and burst through the ceilings that they have put on top of themselves. Amanda's core message is that our pasts don't define us and that we are way stronger than we think. I love that. Amanda share with us more about why is that your core message about not letting our past define us?
1: Yeah. So I have a past of a lot of, um, it's a messy past. I don't know what other word to use right now. Uh, I've been, you know, homeless, I've been incarcerated. I have suffered with addiction. I have been in abusive relationships. Wow. I have been through, Uh, A lot of things. And I know for a fact that in my present, that is not my life. Mm -hmm. In my present, I am happily married. I have a beautiful home. My kids are happy and healthy, and we are all safe. Mm -hmm. And I don't worry about the things that I used to worry about because I was able to overcome all of those past obstacles. And forgive myself and continue to work through those things. So I know that it's possible for other people as well. And I don't um, feel that my past is my present. So I guess like saying my past doesn't define me is kind of like an odd way to say it, but it's more as if like, yes, my past is part of me, but it doesn't define my present.
0: Right. You've, you've stopped dwelling in that energy. And yes, you've learned some beautiful gems and lessons from it, but your life has changed. Now you are a different person. And that I'm sure 100% is attributed to your mindset. How did you stop those? uh, I don't want to label it, but how did you stop? How did you shift from where your mind was in the past to shifting to where you're, where you are now? Where's, where's that bridge?
1: Yeah. So about two years ago, I had a breaking point. I, I just couldn't handle my life anymore as it was. And I chose to look inward and stop looking outward. I chose that I needed to figure out who I am and what I want. So by finding my values and my boundaries and finding affirmations, which have been life-changing in themselves, really helped pull me out of that negative mindset and that mindset that I wasn't good enough because now I believe I am good enough because I know what I stand for and what I will accept in my life and what I won't accept in my life. Mm, That's
0: beautiful. How did you get to that point where you're like, you know what, I'm going to start
1: drawing boundaries because that's something that's very conscious and uh, intentional. Yes. So it was because I kept allowing toxic relationships into my life relationships, not just with men, um, but with just people in general, I allowed people to control what I did in my life, including Mm -hmm. when it came to my marriage, we were newly married a few years, a couple of years ago. And I had people in my life who were trying to pull me away from him. And I was listening to them, knowing that I love my husband and knowing that he cared about me. I kept listening to these other people because I didn't have boundaries and I was like, I can't keep allowing this toxicness into my life and affecting me to the point where I'm making decisions based off other people's opinions. So I decided that I needed to say, "Okay, Amanda, <laughs> what will you accept in your life and what won't you accept?" And the number one thing I won't accept is the toxic, the negative, like people who are complaining all the time, people who have nothing good to say, like people who will see you succeeding and instantly try to tear you down and bring you back down because they themselves, you know, are in that frame of mind. They want misery loves company. Right. I know that's cliche, Mm -hmm. but it is so true. true. So yeah, that was my, the moment where I decided I really needed those boundaries because I was sick of running in circles and just never knowing like what, Decision I was going to make without asking, like everyone else in my life, what decision I should make. Oh At gosh. the end of the day, it's up to me. I
0: can, I can <laughs> so oh. relate, and I know thriving intuitives, you can relate to. Comment below if you can relate, just type relate. Like I hear you sister. I know, absolutely. It sounds like, you know, I'm thinking in my human design analysis brain, it sounds like you have an open will center. So this is a really great example. If you do, I don't know, I have to look at your chart. But for me, in my experience, I have an open will center. And so essentially when you're around other people, if you're not careful, like you were not at first and you don't draw those boundaries and you aren't conscious you do jump on their bandwagon. And then you, you leave, like they leave their wagon leaves, you're standing in the dust and you're like, wow, like that was totally not my agenda at all. That was not mine. I didn't want to be on the wagon, but somehow I got on. Yes. That (laughs) is so me. (laughs) And it's like, wow. And you leave, you leave, you feel like when their wake is gone, You feel very manipulated is the only word I can think of. And yeah, that manipulation equals toxicity and maybe they have well intentions. Some people do, and some people don't have well intentions and they just are constantly protecting their will, their, their wagon of ideas, ideology, their ego, And um, if we don't protect that, like you finally found the strength and the the line on the sand that said, yep, can I protect it? Then we're constantly being run ragged, feeling um, manipulated. You leave a situation or conversation. You're like, whoa, like that just felt really awful. And now I feel sick that I like totally went along with it and let them treat me like a doormat. At least that's how I felt in the past.
1: Yeah, that's totally, that's totally me. I mean, with all of my past relationships, it would be like, I'd go into it thinking, okay, like they like me. And then all of a sudden they're off onto like the next friend and I'm just left behind. And I feel like, wait a second. Like, I don't, I feel gross now. I feel betrayed. Like at the end of the day, my, when I had my wake up moment two years ago, I was betrayed Mm -hmm. and I didn't know why And still, there's still a part of me that doesn't fully understand why that situation happened the way it did, but that betrayal and thinking, well, I did everything for that person. I helped that person when they were down, they said they were my best friend, you know, like, why is this happening? And I was just sick of living like that because I guess I am open will because I have to be very, very conscious and careful about What goes on around me so that I don't fall back into those traps? Because it's real easy. It happens. And then all of a sudden, you're like, wait, how did I get here?
0: Yeah. You know, breathing that subconscious pattern, like we were talking about, like how to stop toxic patterns or just patterns you don't like. It's like breathing, your subconscious just, whoop, you just flow right in the river and you're like, oh shoot, I just fell in the river. Let me get myself back yes, out again. Where's the life raft? I need the life raft. <laughs> Help me out. <laughs> yes. And those boundaries and just being conscious, constantly aware is really what helps you not get, you know, fall back into that river.
1: Yes,
0: yeah. So true. My gosh. How can I go a little bit um, deeper um, before we move on to another question? Um, how did you find yourself in these, um, like this relationship pattern other than your open will center? Like, do you feel like, have you analyzed that in your childhood or your past?
1: Yes. So I, my parents divorced when I was 15 and growing up, my mother was my best friend. And when I came home from high school at age 15, my mother was gone and I, felt very abandoned. And I felt like, well, I'm not good enough. Like she didn't take me with her. And then my father later, a couple years later met another woman and abandoned me again. So I had this idea of myself mm. in my head that I just didn't deserve love. Mm. And that's what started my spiral of looking outside of myself for love and acceptance, because I didn't, Ever know how to number one, figure out who I was because no one was there to help me do that. And number two, I just didn't think I deserved anything better but these toxic relationships and people and situations that I put myself in.
0: Mm, Isn't that such the crux? I'm so sorry that that happened. I was just listening to one of my favorite tracks by the Dalai Lama, and one of his songs is that talking about the mother, the mother's love is the one that teaches you about self-love and is the most filled with compassion. So it completely makes sense and is devastating to hear that that compassion and that example of what self-love is and the self-identity and who you are and true love was was broken and was severed probably from her own pain. Of course, I'm sure she didn't intentionally do that, but it's just when those things snowball, right? And that, that full amount of um, expression of like, yeah, just, just broken, like how broken hearted. And I feel for you, I feel for everyone who has experienced that. Um, for me, I'm not gonna really at all to that because I had a very beautiful, loving family, but I did feel abandoned when my sister left and I was young. And she kind of stayed connected, but really not like, because she left under um, circumstances that I write in my book. And I, it's like, when you're young, you have no clue. And like, they don't really explain it to you. So what do you do? You go internal. You're like, well, it must be like something wrong with me, or I just must not be like a good enough sister. or Like you said, a good enough daughter, a good enough person, That's the hardest thing to teach ourselves, right? To gain trust and even to our own children now or to anybody, like what other people do is not a reflection upon you at all. And it's just, yeah, it's like a life lesson, right? Yeah, for sure. It is. Oh, my heart breaks for you, but I absolutely know that that must have been Really difficult, but look at you, so much stronger coming out just with so many life lessons to help others, you know, to prevent that.
1: I got lots of them.
0: (laughs) You got lots of them. I love it. (laughs) I wanted to read a quote that you put actually in your uh, signature, and I love it in your email because you yourself have a podcast, as you can see on YouTube. All of you watching, look at her beautiful setup. So she has the show called The Let Good Things In Show. And um, I loved that she had signed off. You are stronger than you think. Tell us about that. Is that like your life motto? Why did you
1: hit that? It is. It, well, it's one of them. Uh, because you know, going through my life and in the moments, I never felt strong. But now, in hindsight, when I look back, I'm like, whoa! Like Amanda survived jail. Amanda survived uh-huh. homelessness. Amanda <sighs> survived. Being sexually assaulted, like that is strength. And we need to see ourselves that way. We are so strong. And that's why I end every episode of my podcast with You Are Stronger Than You Think. Because many people, you know, I've encountered, you know, they can't even believe some of the stuff I say. They're like, What? Like, I wouldn't have survived that, you know? But at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. yes, you would because, Mm -hmm. you know, I believe that we're never giving anything. We can't, we're never given what we can't handle. And honestly, that was part of what got me through certain situations. I'm not so much being assaulted, but when I was in jail, like that's one of the things that got me through is like, I wouldn't be here if I couldn't handle it. I wouldn't be here if I couldn't handle it. And just telling that to myself to get me through, you know, because we are so freaking strong. Like it's amazing what we go through as humans. And we think we're weak or, you know, uh, that we can't get through things, you know, but, but you can, you truly can.
0: Mm, I love that power. Soak up that beautiful empowerment. So she just shared with you. Yeah. If she can do it, you can do it, right? All of our other problems are very minor to hers, but everyone has that uniqueness, right? When you're feeling it, it feels like the lowest point, or it feels like you can't do it any further but you can, you are stronger. And I wanted to ask you about what does it mean? Like, why did you call your show? Letting the good things come
1: to you, like letting the good things in. What does that mean? Yes. So, you know, in my wake up moment where, you know, a couple of years ago that I had, I decided, you know, that I needed something different. I needed my life to look different. And I, didn't really know what to call my show. And I was literally talking to my coach and my husband. I'm like, I don't know, like nothing kind of resonated. And then my coach is like, how about the let good things in show? I was like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. Because it explains it so good because we need to let the good things in. We need to rid ourselves of the negative energy in our lives. We need to allow the positiveness, the good, the good people because they are there and they are waiting for you. You just have to be open to receive the good things in life. So let the good things in. And that's how it came to be. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love that. And you say the good people and I'm thinking, okay, our listeners are probably thinking, cause I know at one point I myself questioned, how do you let the good people in and stop the bad people from coming in? Like, how do you start to shift
1: that filter and attraction? Yeah, that's a hard one. I'm still working <laughs> yeah. through that piece. Um, but it's being able to recognize, you know, the energy of a person. And mm. I know that might sound a little like Weird, but it's true. Like you have because even on Zoom, I can sense. If I'm in a Zoom room, I can feel the energy of the room. You can sense it. There's something we all have this power. It's not some like magical thing we can all do this. Yeah. It's literally listening to yourself and saying, "Okay, how is this person making me feel?" Are they making me feel safe? Do I feel like I need to be guarded with this person? Do, you know, are they complaining a lot? Do they seem negative? Like you can pick up on all of that. Just by being in the room with someone, I mean, even on social media, when you're scrolling and you see someone complaining all the time, like don't like just unfollow, you know, if they're your family and you want to save friends to not create more drama in your life, unfollow them. Don't see what they post. That's what I did. Oh my God. Yeah. I had none of my
0: family follow
1: me on social media. Please, It's just healthier. Yes, exactly. And just really, it's all about listening to yourself because at the end of the day, you know what you need in your life. You know what people are good for you and what people aren't. So it's really listening to yourself. And, you you know, it's funny, like my whole life, I always ignored myself, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's why I fell victim to not victim, but I chose to fall victim, I guess, to these people because I didn't listen to myself because I truly thought that's what I deserved but we all deserve good things and what we what is that saying like the five people you hang out with the most you become i try to say it all the yeah. time and it comes out a different way every yeah. single time i say
0: <laughs> i think that's it's right now. yeah
1: yeah
0: it's true it's true yeah it is true it is true and you know i have actually been struggling with the same question myself lately and really finding the shift um cuz i you know, I would attract people that were either very needy or like they were very um, controlling. And it's because, like you said, you're letting that energy in and you're, for me, I recognize I was not saying no, like at all, like, oh no, I'm not going to do that because this is my boundary. They be Then they always, you know, find a way in like, oh, you know, manipulating the scenario. And it was because I was not saying no. And really drawing the boundary. And it goes, for me, I've discovered it goes to your internal. If you're not like building trust within yourself, doing your self-development work, loving yourself, like truly loving yourself unconditionally, not like, okay, I have to love myself to like attract this or that, like really, truly looking yourself in the mirror and loving yourself. Because like you say, we're all beautifully strong and unique and once you start to love yourself, you attract those others who are healthy and are loving themselves and are mm-hmm. drawing boundaries and are like, oh yeah, totally get it. You know, hey, if you want to join, great. If you don't, I'm cool. Like they're very secure within themselves because you yourself are secure within yourself. It's like that, you know, yeah. like like attracts, like kind of a electron theory yeah. is what I'm discovering lately too.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. You know, as soon as I decided to listen to myself and trust myself and love myself, I, you know, I've encountered a few bad eggs, but I've encountered so many beautiful people because I'm showing up authentically as me and I'm not hiding behind some facade, trying to be somebody I'm not. And I'm attracting the people who have been waiting for me. Yeah, you know, like that's what I but they've all just been waiting for me to show up, you know, because you know when you meet those people and you're like, man, where have you been my whole life? Like that happens to me all the time now. Yeah, right. And it's authentic (laughs) because I'm not, I'm not conforming to what other people think I should do. Don't even get me started on the shoulds. Um, (laughs) I'm just doing what I what feels good to me, and whatever happens happens. Like it's just how I live my life now. I. I'm not here to please anybody, but myself. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And a very healthy way that then exudes out
0: that loving respect and kindness, you know, and I, it's different than like some people might feel triggered by what you just said, like, Oh, but that's like a narcissist. That's super selfish. No, like those people, literally are continually plowing people down to love themselves, which is complete opposite. When you start from within, you're focusing on what fills your cup. You're doing what really serves you to your highest good. And it always reciprocates whatever your highest good is for yourself is the highest good for everyone around you really. Right. Right? It's it's, like, it's, it's so don't worry about being selfish. Like you need to healthily, you know, tune into your self-care be selfish in a very authentic and beautiful way without pushing other people down. And, you know, you will yeah. absolutely attract those people too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I learned a lot of lessons over my, my stories and stuff like that. But one of the main ones is to stop judging other people. I used to live that mm-hmm. way because I surrounded myself with people who judged others. Like mm-hmm. God forbid you have a couple extra pounds on you because you're gross you're this, you're that, you know, the way you dress defines you. Like, I don't believe any of that, you know, because yeah. we are, we all wake up in the morning and put on clothes and well, maybe some, maybe if you're in a nudist colony, you don't, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I not, you know. us work yes. clothes. <laughs> so we shouldn't judge anybody, but yeah. it's allowing the people into your life who lift, who, who are on the same level as you. I don't know how to say Frequency. it. I'm losing Frequency. words. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: I love that. Yeah. Let's, let's close with like a story of, you know, something,
1: can you share with us a story that then you learned a lesson from? Yes. So I can, hmm, there's a story that's been weighing on me today that I'll tell. Mm -hmm. I, um, (laughs) I gave away two of my daughters for adoption over my, my life. And, Mm -hmm this morning, you know, I had a call with the agency. So that's why this was on my mind, but yeah. you know, it was really, really hard. Um, handing your child over is not something that I wish on anyone, yeah. but in the moment it was the right choice for me. And what I learned from doing that maybe not in the moment, but what I can look back and learn from that is, you know, I can make good choices for myself and the ones that I love. I mean, if I wouldn't have done that, I don't know what kind of life I would have been able to give my girls. And now they're out there living, you know, a life that they deserve to have. And that was the hardest thing I've done in my life. But it was also one of the most beautiful gifts that I gave to my children at the same time. So I think the lessons there are, you know, that I'm strong and that I can make, like I said, I can make good choices for myself and those who I love.
0: Mm, that's beautiful. Wow. That's incredible. That's so touching. Cause it is, you think, oh my gosh, how could that even be possible? Right. Those who are always judging people about those issues, right. Even abortion and um, adoption. Beautiful. Because it's, it's, it reminds me of the phrase, when you love somebody, you can let them go. So if in that scenario, the best situation was for them to have a life That was, you know, well provided for that at the moment you couldn't, that's just, that is beautiful. And I can see how it can be weighing on you still, but having that lesson and having that affirmation, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Ah, Thank you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This has been such an incredible conversation. I want to share with people where they can find you. Your show is again. The let good things in show it's on all Platforms, awesome. Good. And then, uh, where do you most spend time on social media?
1: Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I have a group. You can search that. It's the Let Good Things In show as well. Super Perfect. easy. Um, or you could friend request me, but I'm reaching that 5K point, and I have to like go through all those people, and I haven't done that yet. So, um, but <laughs> <Groups, laughs> they're always way more fun, anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at. Facebook.
0: <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, audience. Please, if this resonated with you and you would wish to connect with Amanda, please take a screenshot of this podcast, share it to your social media feed, tag her or myself. So at um, Facebook, Amanda Acker or myself Raven Scott. So that way we can connect with you. We can start a conversation and empower you and support you find her group on Facebook. They let good things in show. And um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here, Amanda.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yes. And remember uh, to let your unique light shine.